Welcome everyone to the Oave Torah, Daf Yomi Shior. Today's Shior is Daf Memtet, and indeed we will be beginning, we will be beginning on Daf Memtet Amunalf, on the top word, the first word. Mishnah on the top of Memtet, says the Mishnah as follows. <laughs> if the 14th of Nisan falls out on Shabbat, we get rid of all the chametz before Shabbat. Now Rashi explains that when we said that you to get rid of all the chametz before Shabbat, it doesn't mean all the chametz. You just leave enough. You get rid of all the chametz, but you leave enough for what you want to get rid of on Shabbat. I got it, Yaakov. Don't worry. Just sit down. You're going to go with Chaim soon. Okay? This is the words of Rameyah. According to the Chachamim, you do it bismano, which means that you get rid of everything bismano. You don't have to get rid of other things before Shabbat. Get rid of everything bismano in its exact time. Okay? Even though it's on Shabbat. And that is this year, yes, that's interesting. Right? Rabbi Eliezer Besadok Omer. Tiruma melefne Shabbat mechulim bismano. All the tiruma that you have to get rid of, that you get rid of before Shabbat. The holin you get rid of at the usual time on Shabbat. And therefore, since it's hard to get rid of tiruma, you do that before Shabbat. Non-tiruma you can give to animals too, that you leave on Shabbat according to the Bezim Sadok. Tanya we learned in a brighter, says the Gemara. The Bezim Sadok says, Pamahat Shabbat. One time my father, Rabbi Sadok, spent Shabbat in Yavne. And the 14th of Nisan fell on Shabbat. Zunin, who was in charge of Rabbi Gamliel, he was appointed by Rabbi Gamliel, he said, It's time to get rid of the Hametz. And we went to get rid of the chametz. Now, what's the story? Uh, it's unclear what the story is trying to prove. Seemingly, the story is trying to prove that we get rid of even the regular chametz on Pesach, on on erev Pesach over there. Although, even on erev Shabbat, even though technically, even the Tanakama agreed, Rameir agreed that there's going to be some chametz on Shabbat. But I guess we're assuming that Rameir was saying. That the the chametz that you left is what you're going to eat, and therefore what's left is if, if you're burning chametz on Shabbat, that's a proof that you're going with the chachamim that you're allowed to leave it. The Ran, it's a, the, the Rishonim are arguing back and forth what what the proof is over here. Okay, let's see the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah, a guy who's going to slaughter his korban pesach. This is very interesting gemara over here. Guy's going to slaughter his korban pesach. All a mole or to do a bimila, or the whole sudat erusin bet hamiv, or to eat a sudav erusin of getting kiddushin in his father-in-law's house. In the olden days, they used to have a kiddushin separate from the suin. Nowadays, we do the kiddushin and the suin at the exact same time under the chuppah. Within an hour, you do both of them. In the olden days, there was a year in between. So, but after the after the erusin, they would have something called the seudat erusin. The seuda, where they do erusin, okay? In this final laws, we're going to do that. You remember there's chametz in your house. 
What do you do? If you could go there and come back and get in, get there in time for the bris or the korban pesach or whatever it is, then go back and get rid of it. But if you can't do that, you can get rid of it in your heart. Pause a second. That's it. If not, you get rid of it, Billy Boy, you get rid of it in your heart, and you don't have to actually buy it. According to this, if you're busy with the mitzvah, guys, you might not have to do biur chametz, because technically, midoraita, bitul chametz alone is enough. You can just mivatel. So generally, the rabbis say, no, we want you to do both. But here, <coughs> where if you do both, you're going to end up getting rid of a mitzvah of either mila or sudat erusin, or mitzvah of slaughtering your Quran Pesach. The rabbis say, okay. Just leave the chametz and vatel, and that's it. Another case, let's say you're going to save people from a bunch of goyim, or from a river that's going to flood them, or from bandits, or from a fire, or from a falling uh, building, and you remember as you're going that you have chametz in your house, here you get rid of it in your heart. It doesn't say... Over here, in a Sakana situation, it doesn't say you should try to go back. If you could go back, go back. The Chidush over here is, even though you think you could go back, don't go back. That's the Chidush over here. But if you're going there to make a rest station for an optional things... Then Yachsod Miyad, you have to go back right away and get rid of it. So since you don't over there, you're going to make a shoot of Rashut. Right? So you you want to take care of that on Shabbat that you can't do. Similar case is a guy who leaves Yerushalayim and he remembers that he has some meat of a korban with him. Okay? Now normally those korban don't meat are not allowed to be eaten outside of Yerushalayim. So he left and he realized. If he passed the place called Tzofim, which is a village where you could see Yerushalayim, then you burn it where you are. If not, you go back and you burn it in front of the Bira where, with, with the wood from the Maracha, from the Beit HaMikdash wood. Okay? Beautiful. Va'ad In other words, how much meat or how much chametz makes you have to go back to try to return it, to try to burn it? Remeir Omer, Zev According to Remeir, both in the case of the meat and both in the case of the chametz, it's a kabetza. Rabbi Yudal Omer, Zev Okay? So it's about three of my at exactly what the number is. Says the Gemara who we noted in the Mishnah that we called going to Sudat Erusin, going to Sudat of Erusin is called a mitzvah, and if you're on your way there and you can't, you're going to miss the, the thing just to get rid of Hametz, you can, get, you can just move out tell it. We're asking a contradiction. We're going to eat sudat erusin bet hamiv. We'll shvot shvitat erushut or to make a rest station for a purpose. Yachzor miyad. It says you should go back right away to get rid of the chametz. So it sounds like 
It sounds like it's not a mitzvah. We said in our Mishnah that going to Surat Elusin is considered a mitzvah. Here we see in this brighter that it's not a mitzvah. Make up your mind. Is it a mitzvah to go to your in-law's house or not? Okay. I'm Rabbi Yochanan. Lo kasha. Harabi Yudah, Harabi Yossi. The Brita, which says it's not a mitzvah, is a Yudah. And the Mishnah is like a Yossi. I think we hold like a Yudah nowadays, right? The Tanya, we learned, Sudat Erusin Reshut. The Sudat of Erusin is Reshut. Divre Rabbi Yudah. Rabbi Yossi Omer Mitzvah. Rabbi Yossi is Mitzvah. Now says the Gemara, the hash that Amr Abchista machloka besudat shenia. Now that Rabbi Abchista says the machloka is only besudat shenia, Rashi explains besudat shenia means as follows: that uh, after they would have, they, basically they would get engaged. And th- th- those these engaged include giving a ring and saying harat mukodeshali. Then they would go to Bet Erusin, and they would have a big seuda celebration. Celebration. Then they would go back to the in-laws' house and have a send back a present, presence with another celebration, like a swanny type of thing. Okay? So he says, the machloket, whether it be down or Yossi, whether or not it's a mitzvah, that's only on the swanny. Everyone agrees it's a mitzvah. So if so, I feel they could both be your behuda. They could both be your behuda who says that it's not a mitzvah. It's not a question. The Mishnah is the Sudari Shona, and the second one is Sudari Shona, so they can both be a Behuda. Now, they can't both be a Biosi, because going to Biosi, they're both Mitzvot. But they can either be one or Biosi, one or Behuda, and then, then they're talking about Sudari Shona, or it could be both Behuda, one is Sudari Shona, one is which is probably a little better, because you'd rather have the Mishnah written by one, by, both of them written by one rabbi. Tanya, we learned in a Braita. I'm a Behuda. I only heard Sudat Elusin is Mitzvah. I never heard about Sablanut. The second person. Right. I heard both them are Mitzvot. Okay. Tanya went to the Brighter. Bishimon and Bishimon says the following. cannot go to Suda. That's not a Sudat Mitzvah. So. Why? Because there's people at the Suda, and you never know who they are. And Tamir Ham shouldn't eat with them unless it's Suda Mitzvah, then he could. Okay? Kigon Mai, what's the example of a non Suda Mitzvah? If the daughter of a Kohen gets married to a Yisrael, or Batamir Ham Ta'ama audits, that causes a problem, and therefore that's not a Suda Mitzvah. We're going to see about oh, this soon. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Sounds like over here. Okay, Amma audits. I'm saying Amma is okay, but the Kohen ones are... Kohen to Kohen sounds heavy. Dama Yochanan, Bat Kohen Yisrael, and Zivugan Olayafa. If a Bat Kohen marries a Yisrael, the, the marriage will not go well. My he, why? Amma Abchista, what will happen? Or Almana, or she'll become a widow. Means he'll die. Or Girusha or her divorcer. Or Zera and Lao she won't have kids. Matita in the bright it said, Kovra. The husband will bury her. Or Kavrato, she'll bury him. Or he'll get poor. Any, is that true? 
פעם רבי יוחנן, אני רוצה שיתעשן, ידבק בזלו של אלון, הטוב הוא יעשה לגיא who wants to get rich, you should marry כהנים. Why? קושקן שתורה הוא קונה מהשנן, definitely if you have תורה and כהונה, לא קשה. הבא תלמידי החמים, הבא עם הארץ. So if it's a Amha Aretz who marries a Kohen, that's where the problem comes in. But if the guy's talking about Ha-Ham, that's not a problem. Now, it's all very nice. But if you remember in the first statement, we, we said, the bride mentioned to Kigon, Rabbi Yochanan said, Bat Kohen li Yistael, and Bat Mincham la Amha Aretz. It should have said both of them la Amha Aretz, if that was true. But that's how the Gemara seems to be ending off that. The Gemara seems to be ending off that as long as the guy is telling me, ha-ha, he can marry a bad coin. What's like, the mazal is going to be bad? Yeah. That's what it's saying, yes. That's like, wow. They said many examples. I'm saying either he's going to bury her, she's going to bury him, something. Wow. Oh, says the Gemara. Rabbi Yeshua, Nasiv Kahanta Chalash. Rishua married a Kohenet and he got sick. Amar, he said, I guess Aaron's unhappy that I married his daughter. I don't acquaint Yanni. I don't. Allah wa shalom. He's unhappy. He's got a son in law like me, Hazit. He married a Kahanta. He had two rabbis come out of him after marrying Kohenet. And I'm sure Papa, if I didn't get married a Kohenet, I wouldn't have got wealthy. So you see that marrying Kohen, Brad Kohenet is a good thing. Amar of Kana, Ilo Nesimna Kahanta, Lo Gali. If I didn't marry a Kohenet, I would not have to, would not have ran from Eretzel to, to Babel. That's not a good thing. Right. Amar Leh, you went to a place of Torah. I didn't go to a place, I didn't go the way people are usually exiled there, which means I had to leave. Yes, I went to a place, but since I had to leave, it's, it's not, wasn't a good sign. So it seems like it's back and forth it's over inclusive. here. Inconclusive. Some rabbis are saying that it came out great. Some rabbis are saying... Well, but they're also all the examples are clearly Talmud HaKhamim. So even if you're saying that Talmud HaKhamim thing is still... Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Even Talmud HaKhamim is not so smooth. Anyone who marries Sudat Rashut, in the end, he goes to Galut. Eat the fat and sheep of the flock and cast in the stall. Okay, who eats in all different places. Sof Maharib Beto, he'll destroy his house. Um Almen Tishto, he'll make his wife a widow. Um Yatem it goes love, he'll make his kids Yitomim. Talmudom Shek Mino, he'll forget his Torah. Um Achloket, Rabot Baut, Allah will have a lot of Machloket with him. Torah and Amishim, people will ignore him. Machal Shem Shemaim, he'll be Machal Hashem. Vishem Rabon, his rabbi's name, Shemim, his father's name. Gurem Shem Nalo, Banav, Benebeto, Adsofat, he'll make a bad name for his family forever. That's it, going on his Yeah. Wait, is, what is it saying? They're saying if a person eats anywhere he wants? What? If the Torah scholars eats a lot in many, many places. What does that mean? I'm sorry, what does that mean? Having many meals, I don't know. Yeah, I guess he's going all the... Whatever. 
don't know. supposed to be your priority. I guess you're telling me it's hacham. I'm not sure exactly what it means over here. Where, where are we going with this? Seems like he's going too many. He's eating at too many places that are not the spot. Okay. Mayhi, what is it? Amabai, Krule, Mecham Tunuri. They call him the son of the oven warmer. Rabbi Amar Bar Merakhed Bekuvi. They call him the son of the tavern dancer. Her papa Amar Bar Melachlech Penechi. They call him the son of the plate licker. His kids are called the son of the people who licks the plates. If everyone knows he goes wherever there's a meal, so people are making fun of his kids. Shemei Amar Bar Mach Rabba. They call him the son of a folding croucher. Now, folding croucher means he gets drunk in places and he sleeps all crouched up. Now it's just the other way. Tanur Rabbanan. L'olamim kol adam kol ma sheyesh no person to sell everything he has v'yisa bat tamid haham to marry the daughter. We didn't talk about this yet. Shabbatov. We we didn't talk about this. But it seems like marrying the daughter of a tamid haham is a very extra special thing, and it's worth it to sell everything you have to marry the daughter of a tamid haham. V'yisa bat tamid haham so you can marry them. Sheim met ogolev. This way, if if he dies or he has to get exiled out of the country, since you married a Batam Yechacham, your kids are going to be Tamir Yechachamim, because your wife will make sure to take care of them, right? Don't marry the daughter of Amaretz. She met or goleh banav Amaretz. If you, because you marry the daughter of Amaretz and then you then you die, or you or we get kicked out of the country, your kids are going to be Amaretz. You're leaving your kids with this wife, and they're going to be Amaretz. Tanur Banan. You should always sell what you have to get married with the Chacham. Sometimes, if you marry the daughter, Ben Ishchai says, if you marry the daughter to Chacham, you have to sell everything you have. Because you can't get anything from your father in law. You might have to sell everything you have. Right? You should marry your daughter to a Tamir Chacham. Mashal, what's the Mashal? There's a famous Mashal. Grapes of the vine and grapes of the vine. It's a fine thing and acceptable. The two wines, when you take two vintages of wines and you mix it together, so it makes, you take a little one, one that's a little sweet, one that's a little bitter, and together it makes a nice taste or a nice color. Uh, don't marry It's like if you have berries of a bush and berries of a vine, it's yucky, and it won't, it won't mix well. You should always sell everything you have to marry Tamilcham. You can't find a Batam Yilcham. What should you marry if you can't find Batam Yilcham? What could you do? Marry the, son, the daughter of the Gedolei Hador. These people who do big chesed. Correct. You can't find them. Marry the daughter of the community leaders. You should buy, marry the daughter of someone who's in charge of giving out tzedakah. That's also zechut. Spend time doing that. That's zechut. Marry the herd, that guy's daughter. You can't find that. Find the, the daughter of school teachers, people who teach in school. That's also important. You're helping people. Don't marry the daughter of Amaretz. Because the Amaretz are shekets. And their wives are like insects. On their daughter, it says, Cursed is the one who sleeps with a behemah. The Taz explains 
that the daughter of Amaris will think that studying Torah is only in the world to come and you not get, don't get reward, reward in this world. And that's why. That's the problem. So therefore, the Taz holds that if she's machshiv Torah, then it's fine. Okay? Tanya, we learned in the Brayta. Rabbi Omer, Ama Aretz Asur Le'echol Basar. An Ama Aretz should not be eaten meat. Which means, since he doesn't know how to make kosher meat, he can't trust his meat. Shnei Mar, Zot Torah Tebehema Ve'a'of. Kol Sek Patorah, Mutar Le'echol Basar Behema Ve'a'of. You don't have the proper knowledge, you can't be in charge of meat. According to Bili Ezer, we're talking about a serious Amaharat, according to the Rosh. We're talking about a guy who's evil. Were you going to okay. ask him about it? No, we're a, new, a new type of guy. He says, you're allowed to stab an Amma Aretz even on Yom Kippur. I wrote to the Rebbe, Omar al-Shokhto. Why didn't you say you're allowed to shakht him? Amar al-Hen, Zu ta'an beracha. Zu en ta'an beracha. You need a beracha to shakht him. And when you, when you stab him, you can't do it. Uh, we're talking about a guy who's really bad, obviously. Amar Bazar, Amar Arz Asul Lavot Immo. He now had to go with him on a journey. Shemar Kihu Chayecha Vorechamecha, Al Chayav Lochas, Al Chayecha Vorechamecha. If he doesn't care about his own life, he might kill his guy who's going with him. Amar Bishmul Bar Nachmani, Amar Biochanan. Amar Arz Mutal Kro Kadag. You let him tear him open like you tear open a fish. Amar Bishmul Bar Nachmani, from the back. Now, according to this, you can kill him right away. Really pretty, pretty bad Amarts. We're not talking about the regular Amarts over here. Who doesn't know anything? Okay. Tanya, we learned in the Brighta. Amar Biyakiva Kishayiti Amarts. When I was an Amarts, Amarti, I said the following. So this is, you see, that this is confirming that Amarts are really dangerous people. Because the Biyakiva used to be Amarts. And he's saying that when he was Amaretz, he when he would see a Tamir Ham, he would say, I wish I could bite him like a Hamor. Yeah. When you say biting, you should say biting like a dog, not like a Hamor. The donkey bites and breaks the bones. When the dog bites, it doesn't break the bones. I wanted to break the bones of the, of the Tzadikim. That's how Rabbi Kiva felt. Now, the reason why he felt like that is because... You'll see in a second. They're very, very. There's a very, very strong jealousy from from a, a person who doesn't have Torah to a person who has Torah. Tanya, we learned. If you marry your daughter to Amaretz, it's like you tie her up and you put her in front of a lion. Marrying your daughter to Amaretz is like you tie her up in front of a lion. Just like an Ari will attack and eat, he has no embarrassment. So too an Amaretz will hit his wife and sleep with her at the same time without Bosh Barim. Rashi explains, he's not making up with her, he's having relations with her even when, she's angry. when he's angry and she's angry. Tanya, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, 
אלמלא אנו צריכים להם למשא ומתן, היו הורגים אותנו. If we didn't, they didn't need us to buy from them, they would kill us. דעמי הארץ. Yes. טען רבי יחיא אומר, כל העוסק בתורה לפני עם הארץ, כאילו בועל על עוסתו לפניו. If you learn Torah in front of an Amar, in front of Amar Aretz, these are really Amar, it's not like nowadays, but a person learning Torah in front of Amar Aretz, it's as if you slept with his wife in front of him. That's how he looks at it, the fact that you learned in front of him. Shne'emar, Torah tzivlana Moshe, morasha, ki'ilatikov, al tzivlana Moshe, elem morasa. Morasa, morasha, the shin and the sin are, are uh, interchangeable. Instant, inter, incidentally, the Ben Ishchai quotes on this Gemara, and he says that... Every Jew has a chilek in Torah. And therefore, uh, that chilek is only, oh, only unlocked by you. So when you learn it, you can unlock that chilek. If you don't learn, then that chilek is stuck forever. That's why they call it the arusa. Because each person has his own arusa. Just like arusa, only yours and nobody else's. Just like the, your, your, your engaged girl is only yours and nobody else's. So too, the Torah is nobody else's. So when you learn Torah in front of him, it's as if you were bo'el arusa to. Because you, you're, you're, you're taking away his arusa from him, his Torah heritage that he's supposed to have. Says the Gemara, sin'ah shesunin amamei aras tamin ha'ham, yoter misinah shesunin omot ha'olam at Yisrael. The amamei ha'aretz hate the Jews, more than the goyim hate the Jews. And the wives hate the rabbis more than the goyim, than they do. Tana, we learned. A guy who used to learn Torah, and then he stopped learning Torah, he hates them more than everybody, even the wives. Tana Rabbanan. The sixth thing they say about the Amaris. Number one, you can't give them testimony. You can't take testimony from them. Don't tell them any secrets. You can't make them the administrators of the estates of the orphans. They can't be in charge of the charity funds. Don't go on the road with them. Don't announce when they lose property. We don't trust them when they lost anything. Now, Tanakama holds that we do, we do announce lost property. Why does he disagree? Because sometimes they'll have good kids. And he'll benefit from the lost items. He prepares, and yet his kids, who are tzaddikim, will learn, will, will wear it. Okay, so I think we could stop. We could stop over here. Baruch Adonai Amen ve